Rubber Boots Reacts. Yeah, just the facts. Jack, that's what I'm talking about on this track. I play the sax, but I'll do it to the max. Rubber Boots Reacts. What? Here we go indeed, Rubber Boots Reacts. What? Rubber Boots Reacts. It's exciting. Our guest has arrived at the pod before Puffy. Hardly, hardly surprised. There she is. There it is. First ever curler on the Rubber Boots podcast, Jennifer Jones. What a thrill for us. How are you, Jennifer? I'm great. What a thrill for me. I didn't realize I was the first one. That's exciting. Thank you. Yeah. Well, just... I mean, I wouldn't take too much out of it because we don't really, usually it's just, uh, there's four of us that uh, sit around and talk about nothing. So we don't have a lot of people on, but you are definitely our first curler. We've talked about Vic Router. That would be the closest thing I think ever. Uh, see, even in the same breath as Vic Router, I'm honored, honored, absolutely honored. <laughs> I should say something, uh, first of all, to you and our listeners. Um, first of all, to you, if I was interviewing you in a normal TSN setting, I would be very professional and ask you very intelligent curling questions. Uh, the Rubber Boots pod- podcast, which I'm sure you probably have not listened to before, even though it's massive up in Barry. Um, I have, I have. Oh, well, there you go. So, you yeah. know, and I also thought for our listeners, there's probably a lot of people that have not listened to the podcast who are coming on just because of Jennifer. And, you know, this isn't exactly a, a logical link, the Rubber Boots podcast and uh, the world's best curler. But so if there are curling fans, uh, what is the Rubber Boots podcast? It's a long story, wouldn't you say, Lester? It's uh, a very long story. Very long <laughs> but story. I work at TSN, <laughs> James. Um, Lester also works at TSN. He's a very talented musician. He's my buddy. Hi, uh, Stoff, uh, TSN Radio, and a brilliant podcast producer, also a star of this podcast. And uh, Puffy is another guy who works with us, and uh, he's supposed to be here by now. We said, Puffy, get here early. Jennifer Jones is on. It's a very special day. Puffy hasn't shown up yet. He's, uh, yeah, he's like, have you ever, Jennifer, in your curling career, have you ever had to get rid of a member of your rank because they, you know, didn't show up to practice on time or anything? That would be puffy. Yeah, no, no, we've never had to, never had to do that. No, we've all uh, we've all been very prompt and punctual, but um, but he must have value in other ways. So you got to see the the benefits. <laughs> ways. <laughs> Tell you what, if puffy does. If you Puffy said you listen to the show. podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there, if, right away. You know, if, if Puffy does show up, which is not guaranteed, if Puffy does show up, I want you, Jennifer, you have to do this for us. You have to give him trouble. You have to say, Puffy, where the hell were you? Okay, I've been sitting here waiting for 15 minutes. Oh, here, here he comes right now. Okay, here, here he comes right now. Give it to him. Oh, hi, Puffy. I got here. I was like, oh, my feet hurts you weren't here on time like what happened i i was napping jennifer <laughs> well that's a good excuse i was, wow, asleep. Today, I was <laughs> asleep i had to work early and then I, and then I, I fell asleep and then i woke up <laughs> and it was wow. it was one o'clock <laughs> i told i told jennifer this was an extremely professional podcast with broadcasting professionals it's look true. what you've done you ruined it and when I woke up, I woke up to a note with, guys, uh, can we try to be there on time and pretend like this is a professional setup? And I'm like, oh, oh geez, could have used that earlier. That's a little late. Uh, to, to, Puffy's, uh, to Puffy's credit, we were doing a World Junior Hockey preview show uh, this morning, taping at TSN with Bob McKenzie, so he was up very early. So let's not keep Jennifer waiting. First of all, Jennifer. massive, massive congratulations 
going back to the Olympic Games. And uh, I know the how do you feel questions probably you've been asked 14 times already. But what was it? What was it like uh, in that moment knowing you're getting to go back to the Olympics? Well, I think you could see the reaction. It was just sheer elation. And I think for me a little bit too, it was just, I felt so bad about missing my shot in 10 and it was just a way like we won and it was almost a little bit relief is the wrong word, but like, I don't know if I'd ever have slept again if we had lost that game. So it was just a way to, I don't know. It was just sheer elation. I can't believe that we get to go back to the Olympic games and um, the way that the game went and the way it happened, it was like over the top. I thought my whole body was going to burst um, excitement. It was amazing. So I guess I should also talk to the people who are faithful listeners of the Rubber Boots podcast that might not follow curling, that obviously it was the Olympic trials this weekend. And you were talking about you had a, if I screw up any of the terminology, because I'm not Vic Browder oh, or Brian Mudrick, but you had an, uh, I guess what you call an open takeout in the 10th, right? Well, you had the last stone to win. And for you, uh, everybody thinks that's, they've seen you do this a million times and it, and it just, so what went slightly wrong there? Yeah, I just had to make sure I didn't overcurl and I overcurled by probably a quarter of an inch and a quarter of an inch is all that it took to, so my rock curl, it rolled about half a foot too far. So they had, we only counted one closest to the button and one was not enough. One only tied the game. We needed two and it's a shot that I should make more often than not for sure. And, um, I don't know what happened. I, yeah. do, you, do you know right away, like as soon as the rock leaves your hand, do you know? Or I knew right away that they were going to have to sweep it and that I was going to yell really loud and look like a crazy person, So, and which I did <laughs> successfully. I was very successful on that. But unfortunately, the yelling did not tell the rock to stay straight enough, and it overcurled by that little bit, and uh, it went too far. And I was fascinated, oh, and I had to rebound. Yeah. Mm. James, I have a question that might uh, that might dovetail nicely into what we're talking about here. Jennifer, I understand that uh, you had an incident with a mascot in the fifth end. Is this possibly what threw you off and caused you to miss this shot at the last? I would like to say yes, but no. Like it was just so. I, the fans at home wouldn't have seen it, but we have we have a mascot slider, and for some reason he was like completely. Like they go on kind of the field of play, but stay away from the actual sheet that we're playing on. Um, and he's doing his thing. And, but he was right behind our sheet and I was coming back to, to the other end to kind of get the next end going. And he was trying to get the crowd going. And all of a sudden he has this broom and he whipped it sideways to get the crowd to go. And he whacked me in the leg. <laughs> like, like I, 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 we, we understand it was quite a hard, a hard shot. Yeah. I got a pretty, I got a pretty. <laughs> really? thought like Did it kind of took it took the wind out of me you know like you're not expecting to get hit um wow. on, on the, like maybe in hockey but not necessarily I, in curling. No, no. I already did that I did it to myself in 94 when we won the juniors and I hit myself um in the face with my broom and gave myself a black eye it was oh. my first ever time basically on tv or one of my first <laughs> how embarrassing Ninth end of the Canadian final, biggest moment of my life. I, I had a big shiner, my eye closed. So I thought when Slider hit me, it had to be a good omen. Like, okay, yeah, well, of course. Good point. Good point. In curling. <laughs> Imagine if uh, if Slider took off its mascot head and it was Tanya Harding. <laughs> no, wait. no, wait, Jeff Galuli. Galuli. Galuli, actually. Him and his thugs were back at it again. They just got paroled. Yeah, taken down by a mascot. 
Wow. Uh, staff or Puffy? Uh, Puffy, you can't ask a question yet because you're still serving time. I'm in, uh, staff, I'm in staff, do you have a question for Jennifer? Well, I was just wondering what the process is of representing a pro province at the Briar, for example, and like how you be uh, how you represent the actual country at the Olympics, how you get there. Well, I'd have to be a man to represent at the Briar. Exactly. Come on, Scotties. Wake up. It's the Scotties, all right? <laughs> it's all good. Look, we had I, a lot I of cred like going can... there for a while. Look, I'm looking out for myself. I'm trying to make it here, buddy. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I'm, impressed that you, I'm impressed that you guys know the, the Briar. So, um, so to represent your province, they used to have it so you all had to live in the same province in order to – so you'd have to actually – play down in your province or provincial championship. And the winner of each province and territory would go to our national championship, which is this, the Scotties for the women and the Briar for the men. Right. They've now kind of made some exceptions where you can have one out of province resident um, and then also birthright. So for me, I live in um, Ontario now because I moved for my husband and, but I was born in Winnipeg. So I still represent Winnipeg um, at the national championship. Or your, hus your husband, Brent, uh, who we should say is also a pretty darn good curler. Yeah, he's pretty good. So I went, we went to the Olympics in 2014 and then Brent's team went in 2018 and now we get to go again. It's like, it's just unheard of in curling. Our family's gone to the last three Olympic games, which is like amazing. Crazy. So what was literally think you just sign up and then you just, <laughs> this is what you do. Like it's just so kind of normal course. Your kids are Isabella and Skylar, right? Your daughters. Yeah. And so how old would they have been? Have, have they, been able to soak up an Olympic experience yet, like old enough to know what's going on? Or will um, this be the first one for that? Isabella actually came with me to watch Brent in Korea and we went to everything. Like we went to every possible event and she loved it. So it's funny in kindergarten, you have to hold up a sign to say what you want to be when you grow up. And everybody's like, I want to be a mom. I want to be a police officer, a fireman. I want to be an Olympic champion curler. That's my, no, my that's nice. So that's awesome. It, you can see the impact. I, she's very like follows it understands the game um and this for sure she like she was so excited she understands now the magnitude of how hard it is and to to do what we did um but skyla she's very excited because um they'll get to watch her games at school and she kind of becomes a little celebrity so i think she thinks that's pretty cool so i don't know if it's the Olympics. it's just more about this is really yeah. cool for me mom <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. I, I also sort of buried the lead. You know, one of the reasons Jennifer was kind enough to come on, we're, we're in the same family. Uh, this, of course, is the Rubber Boost podcast sponsored by BetSafe.net. And within the Bets and BetSafe family is also uh, uh, your own your own sponsor. Yeah, which Risk. Has a different on, yep. Risk, which is R-I-Z-K dot here, actually. I've got it's on my jersey. Yeah. Risk.com. It's all part. So, if you look at if kids, if you imagine the bet, the Betson pyramid, it's the company's Betson. Then you got the BetSafe and you got the Risk.Fund and all sorts of other things. So we're, we feel like family now, don't we? I, I absolutely. Like, absolutely. That's why I could give uh, you a hard time of me late. Like we're, you're exactly. like, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Puff, Puffy, Isabella and Skyla are now cousins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, long. Yeah. For sure. I could use some childcare help if you don't mind. Like, I have two, oh, no. two of my own. <laughs> oh, no, and, uh, no, 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 no. Listen to me. Jennifer. Yeah. Puffy could use really someone caring kids. for him. Yeah. Well, no. It'll be a team oh, effort. We'll serious survive mistake. the night. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> um, Puffy, would you like to ask a question uh, to Jennifer Jones right now? Puffy? Well, um, I have a couple questions. One, uh, yeah. now I've worked at TSN a long time. So a lot of my good friends. 
uh, have been part of the curling world, uh, covering a lot of the Scotties and Briars and all the tournaments you have. Now, they uh, enjoy, uh, obviously, the curling, but they also enjoy the nightlife surrounding the curling. Now, you are one of the better players uh, in, the, in the country, in the world. So you usually are playing the finals or, or into the weekend. Now, they said their favorite point is when the teams start to lose early in the tournament. So by the end of the tournament, they're out having a good time. Do your team or yourself get jealous of those teams who have poor tournaments and then can have more fun at the end of them? Good question. It's a good question, Poppy. Very good, good question. question. Actually, you know, a little bit. I've heard of like a lot of good patch stories, like a lot of it's it's fun. And it's really I have to say the curling community is fa fabulous. Like they're just we have a ton of fun. And the TSN crew has been around for ever like talk about family i i feel like they i've grown up with them so it's it's hard when they actually retire and they go away and i've never really gotten to party with them so maybe wow. there is something like maybe i'm doing it all wrong <laughs> yeah they definitely say yeah. by, by friday of the second week is when you want yeah. to be <laughs> it's got to be different though now like i i suspect even in your career it's changed you said you were never maybe a massive partier but uh I, you, you see all the curlers are jacked now, male and female, whereas, you know, back in the day, it did sort of have a reputation as, you know, beer first, curling, curling second almost, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely evolved. Like there's, um, it's, it's not like, I, I don't want to say it's not as social because we still social and where there's a lot of great like friendships and camaraderie and stuff like that amongst the players, but there's less like going out. There's definitely a lot less going out till very late and then playing the next day. It just doesn't happen anymore. It's just too hard to, to win and be successful and you want to represent your team well and try to win as much as you can and try to get to the Olympics as much as going out is good. Going to the Olympics is probably a little bit better. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I had a question actually. Uh, yeah, you, you, you are considered the, the, by many, the goat as far as curling is concerned in this country. Uh, Sandra Smirler coming out of uh, Saskatchewan, if I'm not mistaken, was, was, was very, very highly regarded as well. Was she an influence for you? And if she, in addition to her, who else influenced you to become as great as you are now? <sighs> my dad, for sure. I mean, that's what everybody, but my dad was like, loved curling. So we had no choice. We grew up at that curling club that like, that's where we spent our entire life. And he taught me how to curl. And so it was just kind of part of everything that we did. So that he probably had the biggest influence um, and he would always just tell me, you know, you're pretty good at this. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> even after we won the Olympic gold, he's like, you're not bad at curling. Hey, like, yeah, no, I'm <laughs> but, um, I think I, I used to really look up to uh, at the time, Jeff Stoughton and Carrie Burtnick were very good, um, Manitoba. Mm -hmm. And although they were men, I just, I always thought like, why can't we push our limits to be more like like how they play because back then the women's game and the men's game was quite a bit different so if i had to if was i was looking up to any curlers it would probably have been them um i actually got a I held the sign for them at some provincial championship like as a kid and they gave me a pin and i thought that was cool so i looked up to rob meekin and jeff Stout and gary burning but sanders team um we actually went we won the juniors when they won the women's and we went to switzerland with them and they kept playing practical jokes on us um, and I, yeah, so they, they were just great to be around. And then we got to play them in an event in a, in a final, um, at a, like a women's event and we were still in juniors and we beat them and I'll never wow. get gracious they were. 
And, um, and I just, and there, and she told me like, one day we're going to see you winning Scotty's going to the Olympics. And so to come from somebody who had already had so much success, it really stuck with me and it helps me believe that it could become reality. And so I think everybody has like a little bit of impact along the way. And I wish that her career wasn't ended short and, and she could have been here and she was such a great person. Um, but I think her legacy will live on forever, especially with what she did for, for us and for me and for yeah. everybody. She connected That's with fantastic. Us. Yeah. Uh, it's also, by the way, the story about the sign, that's how Puffy got on the podcast. He was just a kid. <laughs> hanging up a, please, I, I, I love you. Please, sign. I said, here, young man, <laughs> take you under my wing. Yeah. Uh, I believe Puffy had a question. Puffy's a real candy. Oh, well, uh, yes. Okay. And, and I did hear that, uh, that your team uh, also enjoys candies uh, sometimes during uh, big matches to get you through. Yeah. Sour, sour patch, patch kids. Yeah. Well, it's it's more our coach. I think he goes through that giant bag. Like his tongue must have no taste buds on it. Like it's it, it's like this giant, ginormous bag of sour patch kids. Um, and sometimes we might sneak a couple during the game. Why not? It's yeah. It's but yeah, our Lisa and our coach go through them by the. They need to go to Costco. Yeah. No, yeah. we're uh, the bulk barn. Yeah, you get a lot cheaper there. <laughs> but sometimes they're hard and stale. You need them to be fresh and soft. Mm, see, I don't mind the hard and stale. Oh, <laughs> Jennifer, uh, Puffy may not be your equal on curling knowledge, but ever question him on on yeah. Sour Patch Kids and, okay. and bulk, bulk, bulk. cheap candy options. You you might be sponsored by uh, Risk Got Fun. He is sponsored by Bulk Born. Bullcorn. It's all over his. All he's got logos all over his jacket and such. Uh, we don't want to keep you too long today. Uh, I just the excitement of going back to the Olympics. Maybe tell me. Besides winning gold, uh, you said you've been. You know, you you were at one with your husband. What's your favorite part of the Olympic experience? Or if you have any, you know, your favorite Olympic stories, and what are you looking forward to most about doing it again in Beijing? You know, I'll never forget. Like, I mean, it's a dream, right? So go there and they have the Olympic rings in the ice and it sounds so silly, but I remember sliding over the Olympic rings and I thought this is an out of body experience. Like who to do this? Like we're sliding over the Olympic rings. Like I've watched this my entire, like on TV and we're at the Olympics and you're sliding over. So every day I actually said out loud, every time I got to slide over the rings, thank you. <laughs> like it was just like this massive honor. Um, lots of fun stories um, just about, just being a part of the bigger team Canada, we were lucky when we went in Sochi, the NHL was there and just, I mean, obviously there are superstars on this massive level and, but some of them would come up to us and say, you know, we're big fans. Our parents are big fans. Can we get a selfie? And it's like, really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Have a selfie with me. And just like feeling like you're a part of all of that. We played ping pong against them and just feeling you know, these people that you look up to um, because I'm a sports fan and, and all of a sudden you're kind of equals in a way. And it's just, it's, it's surreal. Like it's just not real life. And, um, and then obviously when you stand on top of the podium and you see the national, the, the Canadian flag being raised and the national anthem being played, I'm a puddle at home, but when you're there, it's just, it feels like, you're, imagine. Oh God, it, you just feel like you're, you're taking that step on top of the podium for like all of Canada, because I know how much that means to me as a fan. And you just feel like it's just like you're, this privilege that you get. And that's something I'll, I'll never forget. And I remember when we won our gold medal, um, they don't actually 
So you don't get your medal right away. You have to wait. And we had to wait actually a few days because they wanted to do curling all together. And so we had to wait. And I mean, obviously you want your medal. This is a big, pretty big thing. And, but they also don't like right after the game, they don't play the national anthem. So oh. like you up the podium and you got some flowers and then we're waiting and I'm ready. And I just want to, you know, belt mm-hmm. out Canada and see it and stand on top of the podium. And then they just like, people are getting off the podium. I'm like, wait a second. I don't know. So we actually stood on the podium ourselves and sang Oh Canada. So oh, that's, oh, that's, great. That, that's great. Cause you know, like it's something you dream of and you're like, wait a second, <laughs> rewind because this is happening. So I think it's just all about it. it. I don't know for us, it's just appreciating the Olympics and, and just getting to know all the other athletes and their stories. And all of them have such great unique stories. And I mean, good goodness gracious, we get to wear clothes with the Olympic rings and wear sweatpants to interviews and it's totally okay. So it's two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Oh, we, we wear sweatpants for interviews every week I on this know. podcast. So it's not as special for us. <laughs> uh, does anybody but now else... I know I can wear sweatpants whenever I come on your show. See? Uh, of course you can. That's very good. That's very good. Uh, before we uh, let Jennifer go, does anybody else have something pressing, Lester? Uh, nothing pressing, but just one more question. Aside from yeah. Winnipeg in Canada, where where is your favorite place to, to curl? When do you when do you go? Oh, that's hard. The prairies is always great. Like, yes, you know, the hard hitting questions here, Jennifer. <laughs> I know, I know. I thought it was going to be easy. Um, the Dick prairies, Schaff over here. <laughs> the prairies, because the fans, like they always have such great like fans. Like Saskatoon did an amazing job, and especially like post like COVID, we didn't know if there was going to be five people in the stands or a thousand, and there was like nine thousand. Like it was, right. it was awesome. Um, so you know you're going to have great fans. I always love Atlantic Canada because I just love the hospitality and the people and we won our first Scotties in Newfoundland. So that'll always kind of be special for me. So I'm not picking one. I know that's, but I, I mean, obviously Winnipeg would be probably the, the highlight. I've only got to play in my entire career in one major championship in Winnipeg. Wow. Okay. Olympic trials in 2014, or I guess it was 13 at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Awesome. Every, every, most of the women's um, events are held, held in smaller cities, like maybe a Brandon or, um, and the men's would be in the bigger, bigger cities, but that's evolving now. But yeah, it's just the one time in Winnipeg. Amazing. Well, uh, our friend, Jeff Dykeman, uh, before you won the trials, uh, Jeff was suggesting that you have us uh, up to your rake and we, uh, you teach us to curl one day. Now, we know you have the Olympics coming up, so we won't make you do this before February, maybe, but maybe after oh, February. I could squeeze you in. Have no oh, yeah? fear. Make that an excuse. No, no. If this is like, yeah, absolutely, we'll definitely, we'll get you out there. We've, we've taught the bombers before. We've had some hockey players out. Like you guys would, yeah. I've taught I, Michael Buble. Oh, nice. I've only I've only curled twice, but I just I feel right away that I'm going to be the best of the four. I've I curled in high school, but I only have I've only did the tape. I taped my shoe. I never got yeah, we'll, the slider. We'll, we'll get you the real goods. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you, okay. but the tape is like a little safer. It's not as fast. If you go on the real stuff, you. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, we're doing the real <laughs> deal. I'm just going to put. No, G. Just pull the mascot move and take out Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Jennifer, we lo- we've loved watching you uh, your entire career. Uh, if I get any of this wrong, but I think six-time national champion, two-time world champion, of course, Olympic gold medalist, and now a uh, chance at another Olympics. We're thrilled for you uh, and your family to get to go again. And uh, we thank you so much for spending a little time with us idiots. 
Thank you so much. Anytime. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. Right. There's, there's you. Jennifer Jones. Um, Jennifer Jones, who uh, is off to the Olympics again. How cool is that? Hey? Very cool. Amazing. Very cool. Look at us. We uh, we asked like uh, we did like a little, little journalistic interview there. Look at all you guys I asking actually, your questions. Like I so thought cute. it was actually it was quite so impressive. Cute. Yeah. And the whole bit with you coming in late. That was awesome. yeah. That, well, that was great. Seventy five percent of us showed up on time. That was not. It made the whole thing. It took every edge off everyone. It was once it was again. Once again. Time. In Puffy's defense. In yes. Puffy's defense, it was very contentious before he came on. <laughs> Luckily, that. No one was comfortable, and then I she slid was, in, and everything. She opened. was gonna, she was gonna walk away. Yeah. She's like, "I'm done with you guys." Um, Where is this so guy? Yeah, hurry! That was Jennifer Jones. Uh, that was our first. Uh, this is usually the podcast uh, we put out uh, that is like the little little teaser for the Thursday podcast. We've been doing the Rubber Squid podcast, but we ran out of rubber squids, and uh, we were thinking about what else to do. And then, boom! Jennifer Jones just popped up and. Yeah, the bets the bet safe people said, "Hey, do you want to have her on?" And my buddy Jeff Nykman called, and boom, Jennifer Jones. Look, we now we have Olympic curlers on the podcast. Maybe we should do a, a curling podcast. Yeah. That just should be our next thing. Yeah, right up to Vic, I, rubber, I think we should have rubber rocks. Around next rubber, rubber rocks. Rubber rocks. Rubber rocks. Rubber rocks. Yes. Christoph's hey. curling corner. Christoph's curling corner. Puff on ice. Yeah. Uh, what would be a Lester? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to have Lester. Kevin Pratt on. Kevin Pratt. Uh, we've talked about having him on before. <laughs> TSN legend and TSN curling legend. legend. Who's when you talk about all the stories of partying with the curlers, it's basically comes from Kevin Pratt, not the whole TSN team. It's all. It's well, all there's Kevin there's Pratt. definitely uh, uh, they run deep on that team. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, I'll say this: there was one time I happened to be in Montreal when the curling crew was there, and I, we had a chance to sit down with them. Great group, and I I, I imagine. Um, I believe what team was it? I can't remember what team it was there. I think it was Team Manitoba, but uh, yeah, it was Scotty's. It was great. Nice hang. Yeah. yeah um, for all the uh, curling people that uh, just watched us for the first time today, please uh, continue to check out the Rubber Boots podcast. Uh, there's a lot of curling content on there. Uh, <laughs> um, but we'll continue. We're up. We're up every Thursday and sometimes Tuesdays uh, with a new podcast where you learn a lot about these these. Three gentlemen, us four gentlemen, and I hope you, uh, you hope you join us again for our faithful listeners. Um, hope you enjoyed our curling uh, interview with uh, one Jennifer Jones here. During the interview, I did notice the barking dog, and I was going to say something, but I go, "Oh, it might be Jennifer's," but no, it was oh, uh, it was, it was yours. It was, His it was screen all, would light up every time they barked. Who else was it? Who else's <laughs> dog? What could it be? Oh, is that what cuts out her mic? When my Maybe, dog, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of barking dogs. Who's the unprofessional now? Exactly. Exactly. We're all in the same Mick boat now. Just uh, we damn dogs. <laughs> and, it, and it's taken. Everyone's water the same. <laughs> we will. Uh, we'll see you all on Thursday for our regular edition of the Rubber Boots Podcast. Where again, guys, for our first-time listeners, I want you to wear the exact same clothes and let's have the same background, just for continuity's sake. Okay. Sure. And I'm going to be there from the start. Let's talk to you Thursday. Rubber Boots Reacts. Yeah, just the facts. Jack, that's what I'm talking about on this track. I play the sax, and I'll do it to the max. Rubber Boots Reacts. What? Here we go. Here we go indeed. Rubber Boots Reacts. What? Rubber Boots Reacts.